Welcome to Progression. I'm Jane Shin. This is a show about mental health, personal development, and spirituality through conversations I'll have with artists about their journeys and through my own reflections as a woman working in the music industry. In today's episode of Progression, I'm reunited with the amazing Imani Cohen, also known as the Hood Healer. We sat down and recorded an episode back in February at the start of the year. Today, we cover a lot of ground, reflecting on the last six months, what the rest of 2019 will bring, and exploring the meaning of becoming and unbecoming in life. Big thanks again to Imani for dropping more gems and insights to stay connected to your inner power and intuition. Imani! (laughs) Welcome back to Progression. Jay! (laughs) Progression Radio. Yes. Yes. The last time you were here and we talked was in February. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. Six months. You said today is the start of Virgo season? It is officially Virgo season. You know I'm a Virgo take this very seriously tell us when your birthday is so people can remember september 5th yes people need to remember put that in your calendars <laughs> the queen was born september 5th that's right tell me about virgo season what can we virgo expect? season you know virgo is an organizer an analyzer a fixer so virgo season is that energy that kind of pushes things into place and organizes us and aids us in kind of our self-discovery and you know we're very analytical during Virgo season so things get real clear organized well how has the past six months been girl Woo! we have a lot to talk about the past six months have been crazy being a business owner is There's so many hats that you have to wear on top of being a woman and being young and all of the things. It's it's a lot. So it's been a crazy transition. There's been a lot of changes since I've seen you. My business has continued to grow. That's been awesome. On the negative side, it's just growing too fast almost to the sense where I am not able to meet the demand on an individual level. I can't do individual readings like I used to. So that's been a little bit discouraging because as you know, I love to do the one-on-one work, but it's also been pushing me to expand creatively and expand my gifts and offerings, which has been really great. So the past month and a half, I've been on a wellness tour. Um, it's called The Essence of the Divine Feminine. And the focus on that tour is womb wellness and collective healing, which is something that I've been working on for the past five months. And I feel that <clears throat> when you do readings Every day, day in and day out, you repeat yourself constantly. I feel like so many of the messages that I was hearing and and giving on an individual basis were things that I repeat day in and day out. So I realized that so many of the issues that we think are individual are really collective. So the collective healing has been really awesome because you've been we have been able to identify as a group that these issues are not just individual, they are collective issues. And I think that's been really helpful to be able to identify that. The group is 10 women. It's like five nights. Each night has been sold out. The last city is Houston in October. I'm really looking forward to that. 
so it's been really intimate and there's been enough people to make a difference. So that's been really great. Were there any, with the, the womb healing, mm-hmm. I, um, I love that transition you said from like doing individual readings to mm-hmm. like being more community-based. Mm-hmm. Do you notice any, like you picked up in any different energies per city or? You know, it's really interesting because yes, every city has been different. Uh, I've been to New Orleans, D.C., New York, Houston thus far. And New Orleans was my favorite city. New Orleans, I feel like the women there were very connected to spirit. Whether they really were conscious of it or not, I feel like that collective of women were... It was just like really open and transformative. I feel like since Katrina, the women there are humbled by nature. I feel like they're more sensitive to the preciousness of life. And it just felt like there was more gratitude in that moment, if that makes sense. It just feels like people there just take things more seriously. DC, I felt like there was a lot of pain. It's interesting, like the more that that we moved into the cities, DC and New York, it felt like there was more pain, just more on the plate, you know? People are dealing with more. I'm interested to see how Houston will be. But yeah, every city definitely had a different vibe. Right. And with DC, you know, like, fuck Donald Trump, first off. (laughs) And second, like, they've been going through so much with, like, obviously gentrification in the city and, like, noise complaints. Like, literally trying to stamp culture out with music and things like that. So I can see that parallel. You definitely feel that. And you feel the energy of DC is really subdued. And you can feel the oppression of gentrification and how that has taken the rhythm of the city. It has muted, I think, the rhythm of the city. Even in New York, I spent a lot of time in in Brooklyn and Bed-Stuy, especially in the summertime. And at one point, block parties were a staple. You know, that was something that I looked forward to and I anticipated. But it's just... It's not the same, and I feel like people are so so stifled, you know? They're so stifled in their respective communities, which is why the tour for me was so important because I feel like it's imperative that— I think it's imperative that quote-unquote leaders or influencers who have the ability to pull in groups— use that influence to pull in groups in different areas and different communities to affect change or whatever they're trying to do. So for me, it's been really special. It's been awesome because it's like creating a community within a community. So that's where I've been with with the collective healing. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see how it will it manifest grows. and yeah. continue to manifest. Right. Well, speaking of New Orleans, though, you were there for Essence Fest. Yeah. How was that experience? And it just shows so much how much you're growing in your own. Wow. Gr- yeah. It's a, it's amazing. You're part of that. How was that? Essence Fest, honestly, was remarkable for me, just on a personal level, being a black girl. I always grew up, I mean, I grew up with Essence Magazine being in my home, and I I grew up with that being a Black, sophisticated magazine, and always admired 
essence and essence content and aesthetic. It's interesting because Essence Fest was on my vision board way before they even reached out to me, which I want to make a point to say because, you know, law of attraction is a real thing. And when you decide in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit, and in your actions that you want something, the universe really conspires and works for you to manifest it. So Essence hit me up about like a month or two prior to the events. I wasn't sure that it really was going to happen. And I don't have a manager. You know, something we talked about. (laughs) And I think that's important to say because, you know, you know, working in the industry, you know, these type of deals and things, it's hard to it's hard to negotiate and make happen for yourself on the ground level um, when you don't really know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So. Every opportunity that comes, I'm always like, oh. Like, what's the right yeah, move? What, yeah, wait, like, what do I ask for, yeah. you know? So uh, it worked out. Mm-hmm. It really worked out. And they gave me my own section. It was just so awesome, Jane, to be in the same building as Michelle Obama, you know? Right. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, incredible. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So it was super dope. It was, it's so amazing to be recognized. I don't take it lightly. It's scary to be a first, but it's really dope to be a first and to be respected. In Black culture, although the work that I do is so, is ours, we are slow to remember and recognize that. And there's a lot of criticism Uh, especially in the black community and I'm always iffy about doing this kind of work in predominantly black spaces although the work that I do is for predominantly black I'm always nervous because I obviously want to be respected and embraced but I didn't have any of those issues Mm. at essence and it was just it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And it speaks to how much you've been self-made, like self-growing. It's Thank just like you. incredible. Cause this it is- really is incredible. It really is incredible just to think that like a year and a half ago, I was on the patio at Simply Wholesome. <laughs> I never, I'm like, wow. Yeah, doing free you know, readings. Yeah, doing free readings. I'm never past that, if that makes a sense. Like I'm, con- I stay consistently humbled and it's just, it's, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. And you always remember where you come from, yeah. right? Um, can you talk about, just back to that collective and building community, I think another milestone is someone built a page, right, for, like, people who have been soul family. Yeah. Can you talk about how that came together? Yeah. So Instagram is a world in itself. Navigating Instagram has been really interesting my business really kind of just popped from Instagram. And it's interesting because it popped at a time where people were saying influencers were dying and that that type of energy was coming to an end. And I feel that that really hasn't impacted me, but I feel like it hasn't impacted me because I don't operate within that energy. You know, I feel like my exchanges online are very genuine and transparent and authentic as they would be in person. And I feel like my following has uh, recognized that and um, they connected with that. 
The Soul Family page, it's really dope. So Soul Family initially was a coined term to identify my clients, which I really don't want to call clients because, you know, as I was saying on our last interview, these exchanges that we have are really personal. And, you know, after the exchange, we're like family. So I coined the term Soul Family and it just spread and everybody wanted to be a part of it. And the Soul Family has created this Instagram page where they've like built their own network. I'm not even a part of it. Like they have events, they hang out, they have sister circles and all type of things that have been developed from my network, I guess. So that's really special to just be able to not even facilitate, but just be, you know, in connection to something that is creating a life of its own. Ultimately, I feel like that's what Healing the Hood is about, just creating space. I like to, to think of myself more as a facilitator than a healer. So I feel, I feel like it's awesome. You're I think like, it's really dope. You're mobilizing people to just get together, like without even, you didn't it's plan so that. It's so dope. It's so dope. It's so cute when I see people like on your lives be like, does anyone want to send me notes for like such and such? They're it's like, so, they're so awesome. We are your students, Imani. Yeah. <laughs> like for real, we are your students taking notes. I love it. It makes me feel so good. And I just, I'm shocked sometimes, you know, I'm like little old me, but it's really special and it's continuing to grow and it's so genuine. And I think that's, the most beautiful thing about it is it's really genuine. It's just people that truly just want to better themselves. Right. That's what it's about. Yeah. yeah. And then bettering people around you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then the community. And, and again, I feel like that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. You had said in our last interview, um, this is the age of Aquarius. Yes. Age of information the and exposure. Age. Do you have more to share now that we're... Ooh, well, you know, it's interesting because when we spoke last, that was maybe like six month introduction kind of, you know. So a lot of my predictions hadn't really come to fruition yet. Now we're at a new space where a lot of things have come to fruition. So I feel like people are taking me more seriously, which is cool. <laughs> yeah, the information age, it's really hard to stop. We're at, a, we're at a time right now where knowing is imperative. Research is imperative. I feel like discretion is imperative. Being connected to your intuition is imperative. I feel like we are definitely in the era of fake news. And I think that has everything to do with being in the era of Aquarius, you know, where we are investigative and we are challenging the spectrum and we are challenging the media at large. So I think it's just interesting the dynamics that are happening right now and how so much of the influence is confusion. And I think that's going to continue. So it's really imperative to be able to decipher and to choose for yourself. You know, and I just try to encourage people to read and to entertain different thoughts, be objective, because the world as we know it is changing rapidly. And how we have been taught is changing, how we see ourselves is changing, how other people see us is changing. So 
I just feel like right now it's really important to be fluid and to be open to the change. Uh, The best thing I tell uh, my soul family all the time, the best way to get through all of these challenges is to not resist, just embrace them. Ultimately, age of Aquarius, whatever age you're in or whatever is going on cosmically or spiritually or economically, politically, whatever, we are prepared, mm-hmm. you know, universally, energetically, spiritually, emotionally, we're prepared for everything and anything that comes our way. Mm-hmm. And it's important to know that. And this is a scary time, but it's a time that we're prepared for. Definitely. I noticed an interaction with someone who commented on your page recently. Like mm-hmm. it was a post and they were like, how can I help myself, like help get help? And you're like, help yourself. Mm. And it was so resonated, resonated because you're trying to inform people to inform, be informed of yourself. Like mm-hmm. don't re- lean on external mm-hmm. people to inform your decisions or what's right for you or like just be prepared for yourself. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we're very dependent. We're a very dependent, codependent society. And we, it's like popcorn, you know, that that instantaneous, everything has to be automatic, systematic. And I think it takes away from life because life is a gradual process of becoming and unbecoming. And we rob ourselves of the beauty of the process, being so codependent on other sources and being so focused on the speed in which things manifest and which the process unfolds. And I feel like society depends upon people's ignorance, you know, and people's dependence. And it's imperative that we empower ourselves and self-empowerment is self-love and self-love is self-preservation and self-preservation is self-education and educating yourself, exposing yourself, researching, developing your skills, these type of things are imperative. I know someone who has taught you a lot about that as a leader was Nipsey Hussle. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're open to it, can you share obviously your relationship with Nipsey and like how you knew him and how much of an impact he's had like still to this day mm-hmm. and rest in peace to him. So rest in power yeah he so as you know i grew up in west side of los angeles slosson and overhill and my family is they own a restaurant on slosson and overhill called simply wholesome and simply wholesome has been open for about 30 years 35 years now it's a health food staple in los angeles in southwest los angeles which is a food desert And being in the neighborhood really is how I came to know of Nipsey for really as long as I've known of him. He's been hustling in the community, initially his music. And from there, he started to really become an influential figure in the community. (coughs) Nipsey used to eat at Simply Wholesome daily. And when I was just starting to take reading seriously, I would be in Simply Wholesome daily. And we connected there. 
And it was just like neighborhood support, you know, like he just is a fixture in the neighborhood. And, you know, you start to see people and grow up around people and it just is love and respect. And it was always that. Um, I admired him and still admire him because he was someone who grew up and came from the same dynamic similar dynamics you know that I have and it's like a living example of what you should do and how you should do it something that I really admire about Nipsey and continue to admire is his ability to reach back I think that is imperative and I think that he really lived up to the name neighborhood Nip and continue to empower his neighborhood even in death his legacy continues to live on and he's made space for so many people and I feel a personal charge to continue to use my influence to make positive change within my community it's crazy because that was my initial motive was to influence positive change within my community and it grew but something that I keep in mind you know, when I look at Nip and and um, when I look to the future is no matter how large you grow, always return home, always give back. So I keep that in mind and I try to I try to do the best that I can and just continue to to lift up his legacy and, you know, do the right thing. The marathon continues. Yeah, I really love seeing the parallels between the stories and how much you share you shared with him and he seems like such a a rarity Mm -hmm. especially in like the music industry right you have people of influence and power and money Mm -hmm. prestige and he well you know real is rare in every industry Mm. you know that's that's so true (laughs) real is rare in every industry and i feel like i deal with that a lot the work that i do is awesome and i truly enjoy it But it's not sustainable. You know, I can only do so much on the ground level. And the way I vision it, it's bigger than what I'm doing now. And that requires collaboration. But I have to be really strategic about that collaboration because everything isn't always in alignment you know what I mean all money isn't good money every opportunity isn't the opportunity for you and that has been really difficult because I feel like I've sat out on opportunities that could have taken me to the next level but they just weren't in alignment or they weren't in integrity and that is challenging you know being Having to fight for what's right, having to be an outsider because you are moving in integrity, having to to pass out, you know, pass up on bags because it wasn't an alignment. You know what I mean? Real is rare and it definitely costs to be a real one. You know, you lose more, unfortunately, in this society, in this structure than you gain standing 10 toes down because, unfortunately, a lot of people aren't moving like that. That's true. And you have to find the right ones who do move like that, right? You do. And and that takes time. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people are willing to take that time. On that subject, I did want to ask you about how to not give away your power. I think this is related because I'm dealing with that sometimes where I'm like, 
why am I helping you when you're not in alignment with me? Mm. And I find myself giving away my power, my energy. Mm. So it's like very similar, like you should reserve and conserve your power for mm-hmm. the right things, right? Mm-hmm. So can you share like a little bit more on your thoughts with that? Absolutely. Um, power. For me, harnessing my power has a lot to do with how I love myself. I feel like self-love is a reflection of self-respect and self you know self-love is self-respect self-respect is self-preservation and self-preservation is being able to maintain and implement boundaries and for me my boundaries are uh, very clear if I feel like the energy is not reciprocal then it's not an energy that I can exchange it's hard to manage uh, how much you're giving when you are a giver, you yes. know? <laughs> and yes. it's like, you know, it's hard to put a filter on your energy. But I think of it less of like a filter and more of just your intuition, which is really a defense mechanism. And which is why it's so important for us to be connected to our intuition, because I feel like our intuition is really, you know, that that signaler and keeps us in check. It's interesting, too, as I'm realizing that you can be in power and also be in integrity. You can be in power and also be graceful. Being in power isn't about being a tyrant or being in control all the time. You know, sometimes it's about being able to step back and be observant. So it's really a pro- it's a learning process. Yeah. But I think that the more loving of yourself you are, the better it is to implement these self-loving boundaries. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. yeah. If you're not loving and respecting yourself, how can you expect it from other people? Period. Period. You know, and people match the vibration that we give. And that's really important. You know, people are always asking like, damn, why is all this bullshit happening? Why is I can't catch a break? You have to really take a moment to look inward because Mm. our inner world is a reflection of our outer world. Mm. So if there's chaos in the inner world, there's going to be chaos in our reality. That's true. And I think we're so eager. A lot of us are eager to like react and say yes. And like, yes. the pause is so important. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> the pause. You, remember what did you Pacify say? Pacify the petty. <laughs> the pause. The pause is so important. Pause is life changing, life saving. Sometimes we feel like the pause is stagnancy. It's interesting because I feel like I've been kind of on pause these last six months. Things, in my opinion, have been moving really slow. But I feel like this year for me was was less about my business and more about the individual. You know, I just lost my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lost my dad in 2012. So I feel like I've been slow. I mean... In my mind, it felt like a pause, but in my spirit, it's been a break. Right. And it's been really necessary because I don't know how if I would have been able to really process and heal through uh, what I needed to, to heal through had I been moving so fast. True. And it's almost like 
this is happening for you to get to that next level. And, it is. You know. and, and I absolutely believe that everything is written for us and that spirit's always working for us, never against us. Honestly, I feel like I don't want to even call it a setback, but I do feel like I was sat down, mm-hmm. you know? But this was definitely the setback that I needed, I feel, to set me up, which is life, you know? It's just about embracing shit and rolling with it, Yeah, you know? Daisy said, my life's not rosy, but I roll with it. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so you know? sorry, so sorry for your loss. Of it's your okay, mom. you know. Are you processing that? You know. Um, we had a really turbulent relationship. We had a really, really difficult, rocky relationship. And when I was speaking to you last, I was at a space where I was finally coming to embrace and accept what it was, so that it could be something else. And that's hard to do when you're the only person that has come to that conclusion. And that was painful. It is painful, you know, for her to have passed with us not being, in my opinion, at a good space. But I feel like, and the way that I've been dealing with it is that now that she's transitioned, I have an opportunity to know her as she really is rather than who she was to me. So I'm looking forward to uh, that development in our relationship. That's so, that's like God's, you just saying that right now is so God's grace or like you're, it's just like something, your spirit's grace, like for you to like come to that peace. You know, because I feel like my mom passed ultimately of cancer and all of the cancer was in her heart, in her throat, in her lungs. And you know, I'm all about spiritual diagnosis And I feel like she passed ultimately due to the repression of emotion that physicalized in the body. And I feel like that's what so many of our elders pass of. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be resentful. I don't want to really even mourn. It's interesting because it's painful, but I'm also celebratory because... I had the experience and I can look at the experience objectively and the experience didn't destroy me. And I feel like that's power. And I've been able to find my power in this experience and transmute how the experience impacts me and how I choose to allow the experience to impact me. And I find power in that. And that is what I'm standing on. That's what's helping me to to transition this. It, I mean, it's hard. I lost both of my parents, you know, and that's a difficult reality to face. So every day I'm trying to find power in my reality. Right. And mm-hmm. you're peeling away the onions. Like, it's like new it life. It is. It's great. Life is like a, 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 a unbecoming and becoming. We work so hard to become something just to unbecome, you know? Right. Um, and to remove and, and lose. To, yeah, to lose and to gain and to lose again. I think it's important not to hold on to things so tightly. Nipsey actually made a great point about experiencing people and not holding so tightly to people, making homes and people. We should experience them rather than seek to possess them. Right. That's so beautifully said, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. 
Right. It's experiences, not... It's just about experiences. Even in dating, you know, I'm just looking at everything. It's so crazy how life expands your thought and feelings about life. But I just look at things now more as experiences and moments. And I find that since seeing things that way, I've been able to live more in the moment and and find more fulfillment in the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you the other day, I've been repeating the acceptance prayer a lot. Just acceptance mm-hmm. is the answer to mm-hmm. all our problems. Like, it's a longer prayer, but that's the first line. And it's mm-hmm. true. Acceptance. Like, we are not in control. We are not in control. And the sooner that we realize that, the more control we have. Mm. That's the way it works. Right. <laughs> no. Right. The more you hold on, actually, you're losing power. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Be like water. Right. Be like water. Mm-hmm. I also like that you mentioned how it's not worth having anger. Anger is so addicting. Anger is so addicting and everything incites anger in our society. We're just so quick to go off. And I feel like everyone is so easily triggered now because we're so repressed. We do not process our emotions. Mm -hmm. Anger is an illness. It's a sickness. It's a disease. And the longer we hold on to it, the more it destroys us. And it destroys us on a physical, on a spiritual, on an emotional. It destroys our reality. It destroys the people that we love. I have no place for anger in my life. That's part of one of my daily affirmations. As a Virgo, I'm quick to be irritated. (laughs) So something that I'm working on my... as. Uh, working on in my personal practice Mm -hmm. um one of my daily affirmations is anger has no place in my life and it truly doesn't and i feel like it's imperative for me to rehearse this daily because as virgo we have a tendency to internalize all of our Mm -hmm. feeling tone so i am someone who's susceptible to becoming ill you know from emotions physicalizing So I am very, very intentional and disciplined about that particular affirmation. But yeah, anger has no, I mean, anger has no place. And when we really start to shift how we look at things, we can shift how we react, which shifts our outcomes. Right. And physically too, right? Physically, you know, I get bashed a lot about my feelings about depression yes tell us more yes my feelings about depression i feel like and i'm not talking about clinical depression i'm talking about a spiritual ailment an emotional ailment for me personally i feel like my depressive episodes were 100 percent correlated to control i feel like i have felt depressed when i have felt out of control i can relate to that yeah. you know i feel like i don't have options i'm fucking fml mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> but we always something i've been been learning in meditation is as long as we have breath we have options that's so powerful wow. you know as long as we have breath we have options and just that thought alone just totally reshifts how you initially approached the problem it's like actually my options are endless it's just i need to look at the issue differently right and i like that you mentioned spiritual ailment that's like what it's correlated to i feel that everything you know it is a spiritual ailment 
when we can recognize it as such, we can treat it as such. Right. Connect with something outside of yourself, right? Absolutely. You know, absolutely. That's part of our issue in America is that we treat rather than cure. Like, let me just prescribe. We treat rather than cure. And I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but I feel like America is negligent towards spiritual and emotional care. I feel like the American dream is absolutely absent of spiritual and and emotional fulfillment. And I think that as a people, as a collective, as a society, we've moved away completely from tending to that. I agree. I definitely agree. I actually think this is connected to some of the things you've raised about technology and what you say, shadow banning. Mm -hmm. Like, definitely conspiracies, they probably, you're promoting the message of spirituality, emotional well-being. And you've noticed on your own page, like, shit's been going down. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that I've been shadow banned. And it's okay. What does that mean for people not familiar? So shadow banned basically is a process in which the YouTubes and the Instagrams and Twitters protect the collective from receiving particular messages. So they mute them and it just slows down the activity to your page. And honestly, it's okay. You know, I'm like not so attached. It's crazy because I feel like I'm not as attached to my social media presence as other people are. Right. People know? are like protective of you. They are. And it's like, I care, but I don't care. You know, yeah. doesn't to me, it's, it's, it's one way. Mm-hmm. It's one avenue. It's not the only avenue. So if the road ends, it's not the end of the road. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fucked up because our society wants to keep us pacified. You know, the more spiritually and emotionally fulfilled we are, the less we feel that we need things. Consumers and materialism. When we're not consuming, there's no economy. And that's that. Right. And you think of like big pharma and all. It just extends. You think of big pharma. You think of everything. And, And it's interesting how everything is connected, which is why it's so important for us to do our research. It's so important for us to empower ourselves. It's so important for us to be abreast and educated about what's going on with our leaders and in our governments because people are making decisions for us that are impacting how we live our lives, are impacting how our children will live our lives. And we need to be in the know. Mm -hmm. Definitely. One thing related to that Mm -hmm. um, you've raised in your live too is about birth control. Mm. I'm 100 million trillion percent against birth control. Okay, tell us why. So I'm in a hard position because I have these visions, right? And I see things that have not necessarily transpired. And I know that part of the reason that spirit gives me the vision is to be cautionary to the collective. However, this, I mean, I'm talking about an issue that impacts a major corporate conglomerate that has major corporate defense mechanisms to protect it you know what i mean so i'm always cognizant of what i'm saying and how i'm saying it and in my best ability trying to be protective of myself so what i will say is that 
And what I have said is everything is changing. Um, we're losing more and more faith and hope and trust in the pharmaceutical industry, thus medicine, you know, the medical industry at large. Fertility is really an issue. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, fertility is going to continue to be an issue in our world. As long as we are dependent upon GMOs and processed foods, fertility will be an issue. I'm 100% against birth control. I feel like the womb is our first brain as women. Um, I've been reading Queen Afua's Sacred Woman, and since connecting with that literature i've been really 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 intentional about sharing what i learned and also living in that knowledge mm-hmm. so i 100% believe that the womb is our first brain and anything um uh what's the word help me like out. affecting it or like uh Pe- like penetrating, penetrating yeah. or- any uh, anything near anything yeah. fucking with <laughs> it is fucking with our intuitive connection it's fucking with our with our spiritual connection okay and again you know we're talking about soft tissues we're talking about our physical makeup you know which is very fragile this is like our bodies you know right. and we don't know how the hell these things are getting lodged up in here right Especially like the IUD, like copper, or copper. Like, what? What? No. So again, the symptoms are crazy. Um, I hear horror stories daily about the IUD. You know, it's just it's not safe. And I could go into a thousand reasons why. And this is why I tell women research. The research is out there, and you one hundred percent have the right to know your options. Okay. You know, women, you do not have to go with what your doctor tells you. Do your own research. A lot of these doctors have quotas to make. You know, they have quotas to make. And prescribing you this medication is part of the quota. Damn. That's why I had... We're quotas. We're quotas. It's so terrible. It is, but it's the truth and it's a reality. And we have to start acting that way. Right. No, it's definitely true. And I've noticed, and mood, the mood as well. Like, I had to get off birth control because I was like, this is fucking with the way I'm thinking, processing emotions. Can you imagine, right, how much clearer we might be as a society if everyone was off birth control? Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. Like, what, yeah, we have to be mindful of what we ingest. Like, it, we have to be mindful. And it's scary because. I feel like it fucks with your quality of life, you know? You don't want to have to be so cautionary about every fucking thing, but then again, you do. Mm-hmm. You know, because we can't we don't we we can't trust these people. Yeah. We can't we cannot. And it comes down to everything from our toothpaste or our deodorant to the pads and tampons that we're using to the cotton panties that we use to the shoes that we're wearing now to the technology that we choose to use everything. Mhm. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Our our body is like a vessel and it's like our body is a vessel and we're constantly exchanging energy. Mm. Right. How do you know with like people then on the exchanging energy tip then like mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Sometimes I personally even get confused. Like, is this person right to connect with or not? Like, mm. it fucks with me sometimes. Like, how can you discern? And I, I think this goes back to following your intuition. But, you know, I'm kind of anti. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I wouldn't say that I'm not friendly. But I would say that I'm a 100% Virgo. I'm a Scorpio moon. So I'm skeptical of everything and everybody. And I'm super observant. And people say I'm shy. Some people may even interpret it as bitchy. But I feel like I am just super selective. And the selection process takes time. Yeah. I sometimes the selection process is really fast. You know, sometimes you just know right off the bat, like this is something I can vibe with. And sometimes it's, you know, a little bit of a of a process of mm-hmm. discovery. But I think that spirit shows us quickly who's who. It is just up to us to really trust that. Right. Right. And not put people on a pedestal. Not put people on the pedestal and not give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm. You know? Yeah. Because intuitively we know, but we have that we have a really terrible, terrible, terrible habit of giving people the benefit of the doubt, which is oftentimes opportunity to disappoint us. Right, like we're setting ourselves up. Yeah, and then we ruminate in that energy of disappointment, and that creates a defense, and then we just start consistently questioning ourselves because we don't trust ourselves. Yeah, and it's self sabotage. Boom, and then that cycle happens, and we're caught in it caught in all it. the We're time constantly second guessing yourself mm. which is why it's imperative again to be rooted in intuition right what are some things that just an everyday person should do to like tap in stay connected i think diet has a lot to do with it and i hate that because i love to eat everything but the lighter you are the more connected to spirit you are i think that's 100% true. So that's something that we can do. That's something that we can control, right? That's true. Uh, the things that we put in our bodies. So I f- find that when I eat better, the more vegetables, fruit, water, you know, the better I treat my body, mm-hmm. the more connected to spirit I am. Self-care, you know, giving giving yourself, giving myself time for self to really think and process is important. I think it's important to be able to hear your own voice. Right. And not be clouded. Yeah. And to make space to hear your own voice. Mm -hmm. You know, we're working constantly. We hear our boss's voice. We hear our mom's voice. We hear our partner's voice. We hear our our negative subconscious voice. We Mm -hmm. hear everything but spirit, you know? And that's why it's really important to take time for yourself And to be able to discern, because sometimes it's difficult to decipher our true inner voice and the voice of insecurity. Right, right. It's deceiving sometimes. It's deceiving, and I I, I always tell my soul family, intuition is in the gut, insecurity is in the chest. When you have difficulty deciphering where the feeling is coming from, pay attention to where the energy is. Wow. Wow, yeah. Where the energy is coming from. When we're having anxiety attacks, we feel it all in our chest. Mm. You know, when we feel something instinctively, we feel it in the gut. Right. Yeah. And that's why it's important to nurture the gut. It, it, yeah. Hello. Yeah. You know, but when you have a copper uh, IUD in the gut, okay, you don't know what the hell if you're coming or going. Right. 
on the gut thing, you had also mentioned like cutting out meat, which is something I'm trying to cut Ooh, back on. Girl, <laughs> it's hard. You know, I'm a Korean in a past life. Yeah, I definitely believe you're <laughs> a Korean in a past life. So I love my Korean barbecue. Yes. I, you know, it's hard. I love a little fried chicken, you know? What do you think of the fried chicken sandwich shit going I on? I want to try it. I do want to try I'm it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I want to try it. I was going to go the other day, but the line was ridiculous. So I'm, listen, I'm right there with you all. I love Popeyes. My Snapchat name is actually Pornhub and Popeyes. It's my <laughs> two amazing. favorite pastimes. <laughs> And yeah, I feel like if we live somewhere where food was handled with more integrity, we could eat it all. But unfortunately, it's not. And I really, you know, Dr. Sabi, he's amazing. Yes. Side note for, for anyone who yeah, for is those who not, yes, for those who are not aware, Dr. Sabi is a prophet of our time. He is an ancestor now. And he as uh, a Honduran man who was a healer and an educator and he believed and taught and proved studied and proved that the body is susceptible and to disease and most vulnerable in an acidic environment and mucus and acid creates environment that is derived from dairy and meat so when the acid is completely removed from the body when the mucus is completely removed from the body there's nothing for disease to attach to and grow in you know it's not a conducive environment for disease to grow and this is a state that we can be the most healthy so yes it is imperative i think to be as plant-based as you can it's hard, again, especially as black people, because we've been, for generations, eating like slaves. <laughs> okay? So that's another thing. And we're programmed to feel like you have to eat a certain way. We have to have the starch. We have to have the meat. We have to have a little vegetable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We've been programmed to eat in a way that really is not even conducive for our human spiritual and emotional well-being life so we have a lot of deprogramming to do and it's fucked up because so many of us are fixed myself included i want to live and i want to live good so i could yeah just that balance and it, it is this all relates to your unbecoming and becoming too it is it is like, but i am gonna have a chicken sandwich though <laughs> We got to go get one. <laughs> to wrap out, like, what what other things for the rest of the year you think we should be mindful of? Or You know, I feel like 2019, I was telling you this before we started recording. I feel like this year was a shapeshifter. And I feel like 2019 is really the year to get everything that you want and create the structures for it. Embrace the change embrace the changes losses are not a loss i think it's important to really understand that and overstand that everything that is happening to us is happening for us i think that it's a time to really speak from the heart space 
and speak honestly about what it is that we want and what it is that we believe. I think that's really important. We have, life is so short and we deserve to have everything that we want. And for a lot of us, all we have to do is ask. You and know? know what to ask for right? right and we're just so fearful mm. and we have to move past that because we deserve it you know it's our birthright to live abundantly so we have got to ask mm. ask ourselves ask spirit ask our family members ask our lovers mm. right fear though <laughs> Fear is a motherfucking fear yeah. is untrue. Ugh, yeah. False it's a evidence lie. appearing False real. Evidence appearing real. Ugh. It gets in the way. It stops us. It's it does. It 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 has no place in our life like anger. It has no place in our life. It's a negative manifestation. It's a simulation. Mm. It's a simulation. And it can become a reality depending on how much life we give to it right that's true we don't have to we don't have to fall for it and be in a box you don't have to fall for it you know and that's i feel like that's the beauty of life you know we have more control than we think we're not in control but staying in I feel like staying in alignment and staying in high vibration is about staying fluid and staying fluid is about being able to embrace change. And when you are resistant of that, you are stagnant. And when you are stagnant, you're not growing. When you're not growing, you're not living. That's it. Damn. That's well, so true. Um, so shapeshifters 2019. 2020, though. 2020. 2020. It's cra- It's going to be crazy. I feel it. 2020 is going to be crazy. I'm coming after everything that's mine. Amen. Me yes. too. We're about to You know, I you know, up. I'm on My aunt's been telling me, you know, 2020 is a mountain and I love climbing. Oh, that's I'm awesome. I'm a mountain climber. Damn. So, you are going to get what's yours. Period. Yeah. To the straight to the top. <sighs> Steady progression, steady progression. Exactly. We got to stay the course. No traffic in your lane, all gas, no brakes, pacify the petty. Embrace the pause. Embrace the pause. Thank you. (laughs) Amazing. We're going to end on gratitude as we always do. Gratitude. Be grateful for. Thankful, thankful, thankful. I'm thankful for life. I'm thankful for perspective. I'm thankful for the opportunity to share my perspective with so many people. I had a reading with somebody from the Amazon, girl. Really? Girl, yes. What? Okay. Tell us this. There is Wi-Fi in the Amazon. Oh, my god. Don't get it twisted. Okay. <laughs> yes. When was this? This was about two months ago. And I had somebody in the healing circle who in new york who was also from the amazon wow yeah and this is all happening while it's burning as well like it's just yeah yeah what are your thoughts how well how was that reading and like is this all connected i'm sure it is everything is connected but it's crazy you know i think okay well we're not gonna go down the rabbit hole again but i feel like the amazon burning and has everything to do with the exposure of the powers that be. 
And I think that it's exposing how ruthless people can be. It's just fuck crazy. The web is fucking crazy. And the fact that you can have that kind of range and that someone from Slauson and Crenshaw can connect to someone from the fucking Amazon, it's really crazy. Mm. It's really crazy. But it's lit, you know? <laughs> so I'm just like, wow. It's incredible. My T-Mobile bill. <laughs> You know, yes, <laughs> period. So shit's crazy. It's it's so humbling, and I'm more motivated than ever to continue to share and to continue to create communities. The summer was really inspiring for me. The collective healing, I believe in that, and I feel like that's something that needs to be developed. And I feel like that's something that can really help develop our communities. So. I'm working, girl. Yes. I'm working, I'm working, I'm living. I'm living life. It's important to live life. Right. You know, work is something that we do to sustain life. It's mm-hmm. not life. And it's not us. It doesn't it's define us. It's not us, and it doesn't define us. And so much of who we are is what we do. And, you know, aside from the hood healer, I am Silly Monty Cohen. I'm the kitchen goddess. Yes. I'm Crip Chonkla. You have, you're more than the hood healer. You're so more many than- things. So many, for so many facets. Right. Right. You yeah. don't have to be in one box or one no, thing. We're no, we're universal beings. 100%. Cosmic stars. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Love you, Jane. Love you too. Till the next time. Progression. Progression. (laughs) Amazing. Head to progression.fm for more information and to hear all episodes. You can also find me at progression.fm on Instagram and at progression.fm on Twitter. Stay in touch and take care. Intro music is by Matt Vista of the lovely duo April and Vista. 